Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom Chaverim, that's Hebrew for hello friends, and Shabbat Shalom, that's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. Today you'll hear the testimony of Scott Volk. He founded a wonderful organization called Together for Israel. We're going to hear all about it, so stay tuned and I'll be right back. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop, now open on Wednesdays from 3 to 5, Thursdays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays after services up till 1 o'clock p.m. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemayas Royale and the Fig Tree Bookstore and gift shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. Shalom, 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 that was the wonderful voice of Jonathan Sattel. All right, hot off the press. McKedem has a brand new CD out. I actually haven't even heard any of the songs yet. So I am just going to pick one and I'm going to play it for you right now. I can tell you that the name of the collection is Eshkona, which according to Google means neighborhood. Ani <laughs> Shoshana Tamakim, Keshoshana Ben Achochim, Ken Rayati. Ani Chavatzelet Asharon, Shoshana Tamakim, Keshoshana Ben Achochim, Ken Rayati. 
That's a beautiful song, and I recognize the voice of Shy Soul. I don't have the English translation yet, but I'm sure that will be coming soon. Just a beautiful, beautiful song. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you for listening to Bagels and Blessings. And it really is a blessing that God has restored my voice. I was coming out of it last week when I recorded the show, but I was suffering with laryngitis for a few days, which was very hard, especially when you're a worship leader and a radio broadcaster. Oy. All right, remember, folks, February 25th, the women's ministry of Congregation Shemayas Royal is having a fundraiser, big bake sale, huge variety show, raffle prizes all night long. If you're in the Rochester area, you're going to want to come. It's $5 a person, $10 a family. Shemayas Royale, 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. That's Saturday night, February 25th, 7 o'clock p.m. And we have Sue Samuel coming in town to do a concert at that time as well. Speaking of Sue Samuel, here is Matovu, one of my favorite songs from her new project.
Let us together lift up the name of Yeshua, the name above all names. I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 885- 889-7840. This is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Scott Volk. In the meantime, here is Becca Shea. And I'm telling you, only Becca can take something that is totally unholy and make it holy. Here is her newest cover. I think you're going to like it. Who we are, though you should know hell is hot, so you ought to stop. And go do something holy. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen, girl. You're worthy to be married to. Quit like in this world, it just likes to hide the truth. No one could love you more than the way God loves you. Don't you, don't you, boy? Don't you know all of heaven is watching? Angels are whispering about the places you should be. If only you know how to keep your vision clean. Who we are, for you should know hell is hot. So you ought to stop and go do something holy. He'll be back, yeah, he's coming soon. So stop being a fool. You should go now, get ready. He's coming back with a fire and vengeance. You should know hell is hot, so you ought to stop and go do something holy. Baddy, baddy, you don't want to mess with daddy. Yeah. He, gives he gives favor, but he'll burn you down to ashes. You gon' need to give it up. Sodom and Gomorrah didn't end well. Your time is almost up. You could be gone in the AM. See, he gives some mercy, gives you mercy till your last breath. He's always calling, cause his love, it never ever ends. And when you know you're ready, call on his name, Yeshua. And when your knees are bowed, receive his powers, we'll walk. Who we are, for you should know hell is hot. So you ought to stop and go do something holy. He'll be back, yeah, he's coming soon. So stop being a fool. You should go now, get ready. Who we are, for you he's coming back, yeah. Who we are, for you a fire and vengeance. Who we are, for you should know hell is hot. So go plead for his mercy He'll be back, yeah, he's coming soon And you gon' need the truth Cause you better be ready Babylon didn't end well Jezebel didn't end well So you should go now, get ready Salam, this is Becca Shea And you're listening to Bagels and Blessings This is Ethel Chadwick I hope you enjoyed that all right, Misha Getz has a new collection called A Time for Everything, and this one is called Baruch Haba.
Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. Zion, away, 
That was Ted Pierce, and that'll get you up dancing, and hopefully you're awake by now. Well, stay tuned, because I'm getting ready for my interview with Scott Volk. I know you're going to enjoy it very much. So grab a cup of coffee, get your bagel, relax, darling, and listen. Scott Volk, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Oh my gosh, Ethel, I'm so blessed to be here. I just wish I had a, a literal bagel in front of me. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I, you know, prayer is an interesting thing. Maybe, all right, I just pray right now that someone just knocks on your door and brings you a bagel. It, it could happen. It could happen. I'll let, you know when, I'll let you know when it happens. It's so great to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, tell me a little bit about your background. Were you raised in a traditional Jewish family? Yeah. Born in Brooklyn, New York City, my parents, both of them, raised Jewish. My dad, Orthodox, my mom, conservative. They had supernatural supernatural stories in the mid-70s where they both found Yeshua as the promised Messiah of the Jewish people. And when I was 10 years old, I bowed my knee to Jesus as king and uh, have been serving the Lord really ever since a remarkable thing Ethel over COVID. I I decided I was going to do one of those DNA tests with some company and I spit into a jar and sent it off. And when it came back to me, it said 100% Jewish. And I called my parents and I said, are you serious? Nobody on either line has married outside of Jewish DNA. And they said, well, as far as we know, that's true. But I changed things because my wife, Beth, we're getting ready to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary is actually of Arab descent, which is totally remarkable. So wow. here I am, yeah, here I am being raised as a Jew. I, I married this beautiful woman from Lebanon. So my kids have a little bit of Ishmael and a little bit of Isaac inside of them. And it's kind of an amazing, it's an amazing story. And I'm so blessed, so blessed to, uh, just to say that Yeshua revealed himself to us, and I consider that a miracle, and uh, I've loved him ever since. Wow. Well, you know, interesting, you said yes to the Lord at 10 years old. I always like to ask the question, when somebody was raised in a home where their parents were believers, you know, was there, besides at 10 years old, was there ever a time when that happened again where you made the decision or did you just from that moment on you were a believer and you never strayed well from that moment on i was a believer i don't i don't know how utterly mature i was obviously throughout life there were many many times where i um i never wondered whether yeshua was king but i i definitely did stuff out of my own power rather than out of his but the beautiful thing is is that I feel like even when I blew it sometimes with the natural choices that I've made, he always wooed me back to him. And it's been it's been an absolute blessing. I'm getting ready to celebrate my 58th birthday. And um, I have seen the faithfulness of God over my family. You know, my dad was a very successful stockbroker on Wall Street. And wow. When he got saved, he got saved through the ministry of a man by the name of Art Katz back in the early 70s. We ended up selling everything. We lived in this beautiful home in in, um, in suburban New Haven, Connecticut. My dad sold everything. And we moved and lived in Christian community, if you can imagine that. We lived according to the book of Acts. There were most of the people actually in the community were Jewish believers back in those those days. And we lived really seeking to live kingdom lives. We trusted the Lord for everything. Uh, we shared all things common. Yeah, we, we had our own little house, but cars, money, food, it was all shared by the corporate community. And in those formative years of my life, those were my teenage years, I just saw the value of relating together with one another. You know, one of one of our favorite psalms, and if, you, if, if anybody's Jewish, they, they, they know this song because we, we grew up singing it, Yes. Behold how good and behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. And I just feel like the blessing of the Lord is on that when we when we put relationships first, when we see people um, as our brothers and our sisters and as family, that's that's really that's really what 
formed me in my teenage years. And I'm so thankful for the relationships in my life. You ask if I ever strayed. In my heart, I might have gone different ways, but it was those very people that we choose chose to really dedicate our lives to in, in brotherly fellowship and kingdom community that have really been my anchor through the years. It's really been wonderful. Wow. Well, Scott, tell me a little bit about how the Lord has been using you in your life. Well, I, I pastored most of my life until 2012, uh, which was... 10 years ago, I was 48 years old. Uh, I was pastoring local congregations. So young, so young. (laughs) In 2005, Ethel, I took my first trip to Israel. You have to understand something. as, as, as As a born Jew, interestingly, I didn't have a real affinity towards Israel or the Jewish people or a real burden for them. And most of that came because when I was younger, I saw what I thought to be maybe some extremes and I wanted to stay away from it. I saw non-Jewish people feeling as if or living as if if they looked more Jewish or sounded more Jewish, God would love them more. Started wearing, you know, yarmulkes and calluses and there's nothing wrong with those kinds of things. But here these people were non-Jewish people and it seemed like they were living more quote-unquote Jewish lives than I was. Oh. And, and I just thought, you know, this is, it's kind of weird that that sort of movement seemed to attract some fringe people. Again, this is from my perspective. So I stayed so far away from the Messianic world when I was growing up. And we raised our kids with Christmas and Easter. I was pastoring a local church. Yes, I prayed for Israel, but Ethel, in my heart, there was nothing really vibrant there where Israel was concerned. I led my first tour to Israel in 2005. And when we got there, there was just a small group of us. And we decided we were going to serve in the land. We were going to go see the sites, but we were also going to serve. So Ethel, I spent half a day in an underprivileged children's center, half a day on an army base and half a day serving soup at a soup kitchen in Jerusalem. But when we walked into the underprivileged children's center i looked at these children they were the poorest of the poor of a jewish neighborhood in the tiberius area they come from broken homes where their their parents were drug addicts or 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 divorced and broken and messed up homes and i looked into their eyes and water filled my eyes as i heard in my heart and spirit the scripture spoken by yeshua and as much as you've done it to the least of these brothers of mine, you've done it to me. And I realized for the first time that Yeshua was speaking about literally, these were literally the the least of his brothers, the least of his Jewish brothers. And I knew right then I was supposed to start an organization that would funnel funds to the poor and needy in Israel, both Arab and Jews. So in 2005, Together for Israel was birthed. But still, amazingly, I didn't have a heart or a burden per se for the salvation of Israel. It was kind of a bizarre thing. And then I'll just fast forward to 2010. I was still pastoring. We were sending hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands to Israel at that time. And I was flying home from a trip to Israel. And I felt like the Lord was sitting next to me on that plane as if he was pointing a finger at me saying, Scott, you're a Jew. And I've called you to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. At that time, Ethel, everything changed in my heart. Um, I was working alongside of a man named Dr. Michael Brown, pastoring the congregation that he was affiliated with, part of his leadership team. And I told him, I said, bro, something's happened in my heart where Israel is concerned. Ethel, I would, I would kneel by my bed reading Jeremiah 30, 31, 32, 33, find myself weeping uncontrollably, understanding God's heart for his people, Israel. And I just knew that I was supposed to dedicate the rest of my life to serving those people. So in 2012, I ended up um, leaving the congregation that I was pastoring. It was about a a year and a half transition out. And since then, we've been dedicated to funneling funds to the poor and needy in Israel, both Arab and Jew. And I'll just say this one more thing. I feel like I'm, I'm just yapping, but so many people raise money for Israel. But there's a biblical paradigm where giving money to Israel is concerned. It's found in Romans 15. A 
around verse 25, it says something like this. Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to give an offering to the saints in Jerusalem. That's a very important word, saints in Jerusalem, because they recognize not only do they have a spiritual debt to Israel, but they must also help them in their material needs as well as when we give to Israel, we really need to be looking to give to believers. And unfortunately, so many organizations that raise millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars for Israel totally and completely bypass the believers over there. And as an organization, since 2017, we've been blessed to give nearly $3 million away. And when I say that, I'm not saying that with any kind of pride in me. That's not my money. It's just been the blessing of the Lord that's come through where the call of of sowing in to the believers in Israel is concerned. Praise the Lord. Well, what is the name of the organization? The name of the organization is Together for Israel, F-O-R, Together for Israel. Um, And that's the name of the organization. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been the joy of my life to see the Church of the Nations grab hold to God's heart for Israel. And it, it's just, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful blessing for me. Mm, praise the Lord. Now, if somebody goes to Together for Israel, is that .com or .org? It's .org, togetherforisrael.org. You can see what we're doing in Israel and um, and the, the ministry that the Lord has birthed in the land. And it's, it's, it's so absolutely beautiful. If I could just say this one thing, Ethel, it just popped into my mind. Sure. You know, throughout Israel's history, the Lord's asked them to do things, but didn't give them the full resources to do it. And one of the most amazing <laughs> pictures of that is when the Lord had Solomon build a temple, a place for God's presence. Israel had no cedars for the, for the building of the temple. And when Solomon asked his neighbor to the north, the king of Lebanon, or back in those days, Tyre, you know, if, if they could have some of the cedars, the king in, in, in Lebanon, his name was Hiram, he ended up floating all these cedars down the Mediterranean. They were used to build the temple. And when the temple was completed, it says that the priests couldn't minister because the glory of the Lord filled the temple. I have a friend named Eitan Shishkov, who's one of the leaders in Israel. And Eitan says that when this Gentile king partnered with this Jewish king, the glory of the Lord came to Jerusalem. And I'm convinced, Ethel, that when the nations of the earth, the Gentiles, Gentile's not a bad word. When the Gentiles, when the nations of the earth partner together with Israel, we will see the glory of the Lord return to Jerusalem. And I I am so blessed to be a small little part of that picture. And it's it's the joy of my life. Praise the Lord. So if somebody wants to contribute, if they go onto your website, together, F-O-R, togetherforisrael.org, there's a way to donate through the website? Yeah, there's a way to go, there's a way to donate through the website. We also have an app. You can go to the app store and put in together for Israel and you can download the app and give on the app. And we have a ton of free resources on there. We do a we do a a podcast every week where we go over the scriptures that are being read in the synagogues, give it a kingdom context as a as a New Testament believer might be interested in and give it a kingdom context. It's really for the church world just to identify more with Israel. There's ways to give on that app. There's there's so many ways to give. And yeah, I appreciate you even asking about that. Well, what a fantastic ministry. How would you like us to be praying for you? Thank you for that question. You're welcome. Um, uh, I, I believe that the Bible says there's a partial blinder that he's placed over the eyes of the Jewish people because of their rejection of Yeshua. Now the gospel goes to the nations. I actually believe that there's a demonic imposed blinder over the eyes of the church where the purposes of Israel are concerned. And as you pray for me, the Lord's given me great favor in the church world. And it's my prayer that when I go out and I minister in these places that invite me to come, that the Lord would use me to maybe 
lift those blinders off of the eyes of the church where Israel is concerned because God's promises to Israel are as true today as when he made them because God's promises are yes and amen and he's faithful to a thousand generations. And unfortunately in the church world today, many have written off Israel. Many are uh, adopting a theology that says that the church has replaced Israel. I find myself being invited into some of these venues and, uh, and it's my prayer that as the Lord enables me to just speak his word, that hearts would be opened up to his heart for Israel. That, that would be my, my biggest prayer and that the Lord would continue to be glorified through Together for Israel. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless all that you do. May he continue to provide all the resources that you need and bless your family. And I'm so excited that I found you. And I'm, I'm hoping that you will come back on the air with me sometime and give me an update on what God is doing in your life and, and how things are in Israel. And, and what a joy to speak with you, Scott. Joy to speak to you too, Ethel. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing. Together, we're going to see the glory of the Lord return to Jerusalem when Yeshua comes back. Amen. Amen. Well, until we speak again, shalom for now. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Scott Volk. And now here's some music from Nove Jerusalem or New Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Hallelujah.
Again, that was Novi Jerusalem and a good reminder to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. If we look at the Tree of Life Bible, we see in Psalm 122, verses 6 and 7, says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be at peace. May there be shalom within your walls, quietness within your palaces. The family who created the Tree of Life version recently suffered a loss. Rabbi Mark Greenberg, after an illness, of a few years passed away recently. And so we send our condolences to their family. But the Tree of Life version is a wonderful translation of the scriptures and a good reminder to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now let's go up to the mountain of the Lord with Paul Wilbur. Nations will be flowing to Zion when they see the house of the Lord. Kingdom shouting, they lay down their swords. Come, let's go up to the mountain. Come, let's go up to the Lord. Come, let's go up to the mountain. He will teach us his ways. Come, let's go up to the mountain. Come, let's go up to the Lord. Come, let's go up to the mountain. He will teach us his ways.
Shalom. This is Paul Wilbur, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Next, here's a group called Heart Cry of David, and this is called King of Glory. your 
Again, that was Heart Cry of David with King of Glory. Well, this is Ethel Chadwick. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the program today. I love doing these programs, so keep those cards and letters coming. Until next time, my friends, sending you off with lots of love and hugs. And now it's time for the Ironic Benediction with Phil Klein. Yivarechech Adonai Vayismorecha Yager Adonai Panavalecha Vikunecha Yisadonai Panavalecha Yasem lecha Shalom Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, Every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Shalom.